Hi everyone and welcome to Documentation Station. I'm Steve Welton. Thank you for joining me here. I appreciate you stopping by this podcast channel. I hope you find today's conversation helpful and maybe even a little bit entertaining. Uh, for those of you who are new to this podcast, I'm a clinical professional counselor and consultant supporting behavioral health clinicians across the United States. We're focusing primarily on documentation standards and other topics important to clinical practice. This podcast was launched to cover uh, some, with at least at some measure, some of the topics that come up uh, in my work with consulting clients to provide my thoughts and perspective. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about me and my consulting practice, you can find me at weltonconsulting.com. Today, I... Uh, I'm going to continue my conversation about treatment planning and explore a treatment plan related topic that seems to hold some confusion with many clinicians. It's the question of how often should I update the plan? Now, we all have heard that there should be a treatment plan. It should have goals and objectives and some part of it is supposed to be measurable. If you're not sure about that part, uh, please listen to my podcast on SMART goals for further information. And then there should be interventions. Uh, that's the thing we'll be doing to help the client to be able to achieve their objectives. Finally, to reach their goals. Now, we struggle our way through building out a treatment plan, and then we have to update it every once in a while. But how often is every once in a while? And what do we do when we update it? So as we tackle these questions today, let's start with the obvious one. Why? Why do we need to update the treatment plan at all? Well, given that most clinicians don't like developing them in the first place, and I've met some clinicians who have averted the whole thing by simply not doing them. Updating a treatment plan for many clinicians is simply not an enjoyable task. Some would even argue that it's a waste of time. Of course, I would argue that it's one of the more important things you can do in treating your client, but of course, if you know me, you know that I'm a huge fan of treatment plans. I think they can be an incredibly powerful tool in the psychotherapeutic process. It's fair to say a long time ago, I was less enthusiastic about them, but that's really changed for me. I, I appreciate the power of the well-developed treatment plan as a tool that can establish a longer-term view of where you and your client are headed in treatment. And it gives a concrete picture for the client to understand what the two of you are doing together and provides a picture of the impact of each step along the journey. So, I'm a big fan. And of course, I'm also a big fan of sharing the plan with a client. Certainly for Medicare and Medicaid in most, if not all, states, they expect you to share the plan. And 
So do most, if not all, commercial insurance companies. They have the same expectation. But regardless of some external force, I think sharing the treatment plan is incredibly empowering for your client. How do they buy into the work if they don't know what the work is? Okay, so treatment plans are great and treatment plans should be shared. But why, oh why, do they need to be updated and and how often? Well, let's start with the first question. Why do we need to update the treatment plan? Well, the simple answer, of course, is because you are supposed to. Uh, If you treat people through Medicaid or Medicare insurance plans, there are expectations for frequency of reviews. California currently says every 90 days, for example. Illinois says every 180 days. Now, Arizona, on the other hand, says at least once annually, underline at least. Then they have this list of a whole bunch of reasons to do it more than that, including, get this, this statement here, uh, any event that might cause a disruption of normal life activities, which which can absolutely encapsulate a lot. New York also has language of at least once annually. So it's all over the place and with different expectations for what constitutes an update. I will say this. If your practice includes working with people covered by Medicaid, first, Thank you. This is a population which often needs behavioral health support without a ton of options. I I know it can feel at times like a thankless and difficult work, but you are doing the work of our forebearers that, that they saw as the most important. People like Jane Addams and Sister Mary Teresa Dudchick did amazing work in their day and many thousands of social workers across this country arose from their early efforts. That said, know what the rules are for your state related to documentation overall, but certainly as it relates to treatment planning. Don't don't guess. Don't simply listen to colleagues. Go out and research it. Google it. The standards are published somewhere, and you should know what they are. Follow those standards. Now, commercial insurance companies also expect updates of treatment plans as well, and I've seen situations where the lack of any sign of updated treatment plans has counted against the clinician in the midst of an audit. So there is an expectation of them, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. Because none of that really answers the question of why it's actually important, other than it's a rule somebody decided on. So if you think about the role that the treatment plan plays outside of the rules for them, or maybe I should say the, what they can play, Um, is that it operates as a means of establishing direction and treatment. 
Ryan R. Bailey, PhD, in his 2019 article, Goal Setting and Action Planning for Health Behavior Change, starts with, goals are the mental representations of desired outcomes, and goal setting is the process by which one identifies specific goals and determines how they will be achieved. That seems straightforward enough. His argument is that reaching towards health improvement can often be achieved through a variety of pathways, and goals are an important element in facilitating health change. As we consider the pathways discussion, and as we think on the various modalities which exist today in the modern psychotherapy universe, our experience tells us that not everyone responds in the same way to the same psychotherapeutic approaches. So, approaches towards symptom reduction and functional improvements will happen at different rates and potentially with different techniques. And this points towards our first reason for regularly, at some interval, updating treatment plans. Because directions can change. If you've ever been on a sailboat, you know. If you try to get from point A to point B, unless it's incredibly close distance between the two, will rarely be accomplished by taking a straight line. Sailors call this tacking. It's a weaving port to starboard otherwise known as left and right to non-sailors. As the sails capture the wind and move the boat along. That's how a sailboat can get from those two points while seemingly sailing into the wind. In the same way as clinicians, from time to time, we need to make course corrections with our clients. Sometimes it happens because we're successful with one objective and we're on to the next. Sometimes the objective that uh, was entirely successful with our last client proved to be less effective for this one. So we shift to a new plan, making some course corrections to get closer to our client's ultimate goal of wellness. In either case, success or course correction, it calls for us to update the plan. With success, we're just adding the next thing we're going to be working on, leveraging the gains to move forward towards long-term goal. With course correction, we are introducing a new skill or technique to make headway towards that same goal. That course correction alteration might just lead on to other changes further down the road, which we would also then need to consider later on in the plan. Now, I realize for some of you, you're thinking, okay, right, if something doesn't work, I would try something else. That's what I would do intuitively. Why do I need a plan for that? And I get the argument. A lot of clinicians operate intuitively in their work. And it's easy to feel contained or even constrained when operating within a treatment plan. And I've 
I've talked with clinicians who develop treatment plans because they have to, and then immediately shove them into a drawer to ignore uh, in order to move on to do the real work. And then when you look at them, when you look at those treatment plans, you can see that is what they are. The goals and objectives make no sense at all, and the interventions are either incredibly vague or non-existent. If psychotherapy is a partnership between the therapist and the client, then there is value for the client to know where the two of you are headed, especially them since it's really their journey. Bailey reminds us that plans and goals, particularly mastery-based goals, are intrinsically motivating. And ultimately, as they understand where they are headed, helps them to understand what they need to master towards meeting their goals. In a world where those goals and objectives are not written down and explored, it is more difficult, if not impossible, for the client to reach a sense of self-efficacy and ultimately experience real success. So... The treatment plan can and should have value. It has the capacity to operate as a map for the therapeutic journey, and your ongoing treatment should use that map. And as the winds and the courses change, or elements of the journey successfully completed, the next legs of the journey should be charted in that plan. Okay, enough of the sailing metaphor. So back to the other conversation, the one everyone really wants to know. How frequently should we be updating the plan? Well, part of that is still a depends thing. As I mentioned earlier, if the client has Medicaid, the state will have its own expectations. And as I said, states expect the plan to be reviewed either every 90 days, others say 180, and some still say at least annually. So, so consider that. Medicare expects the plans to be reviewed every 90 days, so there's that. For commercial business, the current expectations are a little less prescribed. I, I tend to think that 90 days makes a ton of sense. Uh, most objectives get set to be completed in 90 days, so it would be natural to evaluate how those are doing at their anniversary dates. For other work where the objectives might be more complex, 180 days can absolutely work. I, I do understand that many clinicians still see the updating of a treatment plan as a burden. And that is particularly true if you don't use it as part of the treatment process. If you're using it and have built a meaningful plan and you're updating the plan as you accomplish things or have to change something, then the updating process is actually happening all on its own. And for a commercial business, there really isn't anything else that needs to be happen with the updates. So... To continue on the thought line here, it's important that the treatment plan and the treatment itself shows an alignment. If your treatment plan says you'll be treating depression and the progress notes appear to be treating an emerging substance use issue, 
that's a good cue to say that the two things are not aligned with one another. So update the treatment plan also as it makes sense and not just when the calendar says to. Things get done, course corrections happen, priorities changes, new things are learned, whatever it is. Keep the treatment plan generally up to date. That treatment plan can be a very powerful tool if treated like that. It establishes a direction for treatment and a means of communicating the work with the client where they have the opportunity to buy in. The management of the treatment plan does not need to be a complicated thing. If we have a built-in a usable plan and we keep the track of what we are actually doing, the updates can come naturally. In that way, the treatment plan can be a great tool for you to devise and fine-tune a plan with your clients that addresses their symptoms and strengthens their functioning in a meaningful way. This is Documentation Station.